Hey everybody, thank you for listening in today. I am talking today about something that just keeps showing up for me uh, throughout the day, um, and that is authenticity. Um, owning your authenticity. Uh, we live in a world that there's so much pressure on fulfilling expectation um, outside of ourselves, most mostly. That expectation comes from um, what we might think that the world wants from us, what society wants from us, the per- pressures that come from the society we live in or the culture that we live in. Um, It can come from religion, it can come from family, it can come from friends, it can come from from really anywhere. And what's interesting about expectation is when you get to the core root of the, uh, of expectation, we actually realize that a lot of it is a perception we have as to what is expected. Um, and when we take the time to really dive in and see that, uh, we realize how much of the things that hold us back are actually illusions or myths uh, that we've chosen to believe and to help us stay into in our comfort zone. Um, our brain does some interesting things to, to make that happen, to make us stay there. Um, so that we believe that we have to stay there. Um, Whether that is because we feel that our family members want us to do certain things or or our friends or whoever it might be, if whether it's a person or uh, just the the environment that we live in, um, the expectations that, that are there that we tend to dedicate our lives to fulfilling and when we do that we disconnect from our true self and when we disconnect from our true self we're constantly looking outside of ourselves to find what we need to be doing in life why things aren't working the way that we think they should be working we look we're looking outside of ourselves Um, for the answers when the answers are within us. Um, And the key to finding that and to understanding that and getting into the flow of that is really understanding the, that often there's a grace, there's a sense of grace to authenticity. It's a graceful nature um, when we tap into being our, being authentic Um, and what I mean by authentic is just being you, just being you, however you are, whoever you are, whatever you are, uh, whatever emotions you're feeling, whatever things you're going through, whatever it is, just being who you are. No pretenses, no, um, no bending or folding or editing who, who you think you need to be in whatever situation or, or in the world or, or what you think is expected of you. Um, taking all of that out and just being you, just doing what you feel is right for you, right for you and right for those that you love. Um, and when we tap into that, that truth, our inner truth and that authenticity, um, we're able to see our 
our purpose, the purpose that we are, are aligned with and what we are called to do here on this earth. Um, so today I'm, t- I'm talking about authenticity and um, just letting that grace of your own authenticity drive you through life. And as you do that, it unlocks doors <laughs> of the walls that we've built to protect ourselves and when we walk through that door we realize that we can actually break that wall down and step into our light and our uh, our our calling and our purpose um, that we are here to fulfill so i'd love to hear more uh what you guys think about this topic i'd love to hear your call-ins um let me know what authenticity means to you bit about grace already. I want to expand on that a little further. Um, Grace, the actual definition of grace is simple elegance or refinement of movement. Um, It can also be referred to as uh, the verb form is do honor or credit to by one's presence. Um, So if you think about grace, if you think about that definition and you think about times that you've witnessed grace in your life, there is a sense of power to it. However, it's not a, an abrasive power. It's a very calm, um, graceful. It's like, how do you explain graceful? You know, it's a very, very uh, delicate and elegant way of, of power, of something that is powerful. And um, if you thinking about authenticity and being your authentic self, not editing yourself or um, doing what you think is wanted or needed of you, fulfilling, uh, f- fulfilling expectation and, and creating and dealing with inadequacy that comes out of that, um, the myth of inadequacy. You think about the times that you have, have lost sight of your authentic self, of your truth. And those times when you're in it, it's, you just, you feel lost. You feel completely lost and you don't know the answers. You don't know where to find the answers. You search and you seek and you try to bring all of this outside, these outside attainable things into your life uh, to see if that will give you the answers. And, and until you look within, you will not find them. You won't find the answers. You can't. Um, go buy whatever you want or go splurge on a a big house or a nice car or whatever um, to make yourself to to heal the things within you and to dive within to find that truth and that inner inner um, that inner guidance that is there so when you think about this you can't get there until you allow yourself to let grace find you where you are at. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. It doesn't matter if you feel lost. It doesn't matter if you know exactly what you're doing. It doesn't matter where you are. If you feel like you cannot appease anyone or anything outside of yourself and you, or even yourself for that matter, if you just feel completely disconnected 
and you you're seeking those answers they are within you and you can you can turn there but if you do not allow your allow grace to find you where you are in life it's a it's a whole lot harder to do that so allowing grace to find you where you are at in life whatever you are going through right now it if you are going through whatever trial um where you just feel so you can whatever emotion you're feeling feel the emotion feel it allow yourself to feel it at the end of that feeling you will find desire you will find what it is that you are here for and that you have those feelings for a reason it's there those feelings that you're having are there to to teach you what might be off in your life or what might be what might be leading you to feel lost um sometimes we have to get lost to find ourselves again we've never actually lose ourselves we are always us we're always who we are um but sometimes we do have to feel lost to really understand and fully grasp who we are as a person in our true full authenticity and to do that allowing grace to find you where you are be graceful with yourself don't don't force yourself into perfection and into that expect into fulfilling outside expectation be, let that grace find you and heal you into the light of who you are, the light of your own light and your own um, authentic truth. One of my very favorite quotes is... Do you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be? If you think about the power of those words, do you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be? If you think about that and how impactful it is on ourself, on our core truth, and the direct effect that it has on are on us living our authentic life. Um, we, we fall into this, we, we come to this earth and we know exactly who we are. We, we're these ambiguous beings. We know the vastness of ourself, of what we have to offer the world, of our gifts. We know, we know who we are. We know the beauty of us, of our being. We know our light and we're not afraid to shine it either. Um, but as we come to this this world and this this societies that we live in, uh, we start to see that there's such a systematic approach to our way of living um, that we become humanized. And as we become humanized, we realize that that ambiguous self, that soul uh, that comes with us, we have to force to fit within that system. Um, or we feel that we have to. And it's a way, I think, of refining us. It's a way of um, helping us to learn more that will be carried with our, within our souls through future lifetimes um, past, past this earth. Um, 
But within that, within that process, we come very close to, we come very close to a concept of a cycle of inadequacy. Uh, This cycle is something that just keeps going and going. And when we fall into it, it's really hard to get out of it. Um, But we, we get into that space because we're trying to fit who we are into the system of expectation. Whether it's outside the outside expectation of people, of society, of a system, of um, of of whatever it is, a system meaning schooling or um, work or whatever the business world. There's there's systems that we have to follow and that help us to. I mean, there there are good good things to that, but it's such a foreign language to our souls that we we tend to quiet the language of our souls so that we can try to grasp and understand this humanistic language Um, and within that humanistic language there's expectations there is checks and balances um, there is there's measure there's uh, things that we we need to measure ourselves up to there's things that we need to measure what we do up to and and when I say need I meaning uh, the you know, the society says that we need to, um, it might not be a valid need, but so when we, we start to learn these things, uh, the cycle of inadequacy comes up and it keeps coming up and it keeps coming up. And when we're in that, it basically starts at expectations. So we, we survey what the expectation is. We, we then say, okay, what piece of me will fit within this expectation? What part of me will fit within this? Let's try this one. Okay, this part of me might fit this expectation. So I put this in this expectation. Now, all of the other parts of me, all of the rest of me is sitting over here and whether that part of me that I put in that space is accepted or not, the all of the rest of me feels inadequate in that moment. So because the rest of me could not be in that expectation, I now feel that I am inadequate. I am not good enough. I am not, I'm not enough. And when we start thinking that, we f- that inadequacy takes over and we have a need to feel adequate. And when we do not feel adequate, we start questioning ourselves and the more we question ourselves, the more lost we become, the more lost our truth becomes, the more disconnected we become from our soul. Um, and that is how we get lost. That's how we get lost. So when we feel lost because of feeling inadequate, we forget who we are. We forget who we are. It doesn't go away. It's always there. Who we are, who we were born to be, our core truth, our authentic self is always there. Uh, We may, at times, it's either burning like a wildfire or at other times it is a flicker and other times it's an ember. Um, But it's always there and the more that we nurture it, when it is an ember, <laughs> um, we want to nurture it to be a flame. And to do that, um, we just have to understand 
that when we find, when we feel the moment, when we feel that time that we are in, whatever it is, and we allow grace to come in to just be that, just be that, just be where you're at, um, and then come out of it. So understand the feelings that you're going through and then understand how to be you when you don't know who you are anymore. How do you do that? How do you be you? How do you be who you are, who you're born to be when you don't know who you are anymore? Um, And it's definitely a journey. It's something that you have to find yourself. Um, But there are, there's a few things that I can say from my own experience that have helped me. Um, And the biggest one really is just start somewhere. Just start somewhere. Just simplify. Uh, Yesterday on the podcast, I talked about just trying something new um, and the benefits that trying new things has on your mind, body, soul, and spirit. Um, And that's a great place to start. Just do something new because within this, these, that cycle of inadequacy and that fulfilling expectations, uh, we fall into a routine. And as we fall into that routine, we do the same things over and over and over. And then we, we, we become lost and we don't, something's not working because there's a conflict between who we feel we need to be and who we actually are that person within us is screaming at us saying, hello, you've forgotten me. You need to, I need nourishment. I need to feel that you see me. Um, and sometimes it just takes doing something totally different, something completely out of the ordinary for you to see that again, for you to see that part of yourself. Um, and then when you, when you do that, there's obviously a physiological effects that happen, uh, that help you to, uh, just with your wellness in general. And the more that you're focusing on your wellness and the more that you are taking care of yourself, uh, the more that you're going to find that again, find who you are again. Uh, it's not an overnight thing. I think that depends on how many walls you've built and how many doors you need to walk through so that you can uh, break those walls down. Um, and, and it just is about no, understanding and looking your fears and the myths and the illusions that you've built to keep you in your comfort zone. It's looking them in the face and saying, I see you. I acknowledge you. You're there. I'm walking away now, or I'm walking through you, or whatever it has to be to help you, to empower you through that. Um, that's, that's the first step, is just looking through the illusions. A big illusion that I have and deal with often is that I need to be perfect, uh, and maybe not me, but what I do needs to be perfect. So I have a very creative mind. Um, I love to create, and when I create, I have this feeling of perfection. I need perfection, and I realized recently that I'm denying the world of my gifts and of the things that come through me from source or from God, for whatever it is for you, uh, the things that come through me from my divine team and divinity, uh, I'm not allowing it life. I'm not allowing it to become its own entity and stand on its own two legs. 
uh, and reach out to the people that it's supposed to touch. As I've discovered that, it's been so empowering to me because it's allowed me to let go of perfection. And though it's a process and it's a it's a practice really um, to let go of that, I found that just walking through fear and walking like just impulse, acting on on something that I want to do right when I want to do it, rather than going through the questions and the talking myself out of it. I just do it. I just start. Simplify it, get to the simplest means uh, necessary to get it done and just do it. And when I when I do that, I come back in contact and in touch with those parts of me that I may have been suppressing for whatever reason, um, likely due to the cycle of inadequacy and expectation. And it allows me to be my authentic self again. Um, it allows me to, you know what, I am not having a good day and I, I'm just not having a good day. So I'm just not going to have, you know, I'm just going to feel this moment. Um, or I'm having the best day of my life. I'm embracing it and it's amazing. And I'm not going to edit myself or anything else for that matter, my life at all, because it's beautiful just how it is. Um, in the raw moments of life, it's beautiful just how it is. And the more present I become in that, the more uh, I feel that truth within me emerge and that ember becomes a flame. It's not a flicker, it's a flame. And it becomes uh, it becomes a wildfire that catches on um, through through my life, through all my interactions, through my work, uh, through all of the, the things that I do. Uh, just being present is a big, big deal. So one, try something new. Just start somewhere. Start somewhere. Uh, try something new. That can be a, a big indicator to help, help um, get back to who you are. Uh, another thing with trying something new, ch- challenge yourself. Just challenge yourself to do something that scares you. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, you're doing something new, but it can can be something. I have always been afraid to get up and sing in front of people. I'm I'm gonna challenge myself to do it. I'm gonna walk through my fear. And what's on the other side of that is just very empowering to show yourself that you can do things that you've doubted doing or that you've denied that you have the ability to do. Um, A story I have with that is I've never ever in my life been a runner, Um, but at a time in my life where I found myself in a very transitional period, um, I had just become a new mom um, and I decided I wanted to do a half marathon and I don't know why, but I was just called to it and it it was a challenge. It was a big challenge. And in training for it, I realized that in challenging myself to do something that I always doubted myself doing, or I had a belief that I couldn't do. I had a belief that I was not a runner. Um, I despised it, to be honest. And I acted on it. I acted on this time in my life when everything was telling me, you need to pursue this and you need to run a half marathon. Um, So I trained and within that training, uh, it was very therapeutic and very healing to parts of me that I didn't know needed to be healed. Um, But they healed as I ran. Every step I took healed part of me. 
um, every, and it wasn't about how fast I was or how great I was or, uh, if I deemed myself a runner or not, it wasn't about the labels or the attainment of it. It was about doing something that scared me or that I didn't believe I could do. And as I did it and as I trained for it, every part of it proved to myself that I can, I have the strength and the power to do, to do what I need to do through doubt, throughout, through everything I can walk through it. And, um, I, I ran, I think I ran four or five, five half marathons. Um, and each one, I, there was something else that it, that it did for me at the end of the race. It was, so gratifying in a different way for every single race and I cherish those times and those races I don't I'm not a big runner still but um, those there was a reason for that and I'm so grateful for it when we start to do these things for ourselves and we start to challenge ourselves and and try new things um, and come in touch with who we are again a lot of change happens uh, and that change can be really difficult for the for people in our lives because um, if you think about it your own self your own the way that your own behaviors begin to shift and as your behaviors begin to shift uh, the people around you are inquisitive to why uh, and it, that's a natural reaction because when people are used to you acting and being a certain way um, when that changes and shifts because you are on this journey and the, and you're transforming and you're, you're breaking down these walls, um, people, people wonder why and, and that's okay. That's okay. It's okay for people to, to do that. And oftentimes it will, it will actually end up inspiring them. It will inspire others, um, to, to look within. So the more you look within, the more others will look within. Um, and as long as you're compassionate and empathetic towards each other, um, you you provide that sense of, of uh, sanctuary um, or home when, when you're in each other's presence because you're kind of going through it with each other. Um, neuroscience moment for today, there is actually, there's studies being done that your neurons, there's mirror neurons. So when you do something in life, um, so say, you know, say you, you got up to speak for the first time and, uh, you went through that, you have that experience. Those neurons have that memory or that whatever neurons were used to achieve that or to do that, um, it's now imprinted within those neurons. So now when you're sitting in an audience and you are watching someone get up to speak for the first time, those neurons that were activated when you did that activity are now activated again and they're actually mirroring what this person on stage is experiencing. So these studies are done showing us that our, our neurons are actually empathetic um, because when we do things and other people do similar things, we felt that before and we're feeling it again with them. Um, they call it the, I think some people refer to it as the Gandhi, 
the Gandhi neuron, the Gandhi, I don't know, Gandhi mirroring neurons, whatever. Um, but because of that, it's, if you think of Gandhi, like that's, he's empathetic. He's, that's, he's compassion. Um, so with that bit of information, if you think about that, the more that you step into your own truth and your own authenticity, the more that you are allowing others to see that and to do it themselves. So when other people begin to do that for themselves, those same neurons in your brain are activating and they are compassionate and empathetic towards that person. Um, but before all that happens and you're, you know, faced with the people that you love that are are wondering why the change in you or why this transformation or your behaviors are different uh, keep in mind behaviors come from our environment so our behaviors are developed over time they're developed out of this cycle of inadequacy out of expectation when we start to survey and understand the expectations that we're faced with and how we fit within that, how we fit within the world, we create our, our behaviors. Our behaviors are born out of that. And um, when we, our behaviors, our behaviors will start to shift. Because if you think about starting to, instead of looking at environmental things and expectations, you're now looking within and what is right for you, what feels right to you, and being true to your own true authentic authentic self, um, your behaviors are going to start to shift. So when those behaviors start to shift, allow give yourself the permission to be able to just, ex- you don't even have to explain anything. You don't have to explain. They're going to understand in their own time, in their own way. Um, so don't feel like you have to apologize for it or change yourself so that you still fit within the expectation of that person or of so with that another thing to keep in mind that compassion is an infinite thing compassion is infinite it's abundant um, and we have to get in the spirit of that of this the spirit of it of compassion um, so when we are you know faced with these these situations where we have these changes arising within us, our behaviors are changing, people are in our lives that we care about are wondering why, what's different, why is it different, this has changed, this is interesting, what's happening, um, and they're surveying the, the interactions themselves, um, just remember, meet people where they are at, meet people where they are at. So there are times when you might go through something and you find that that something in your life no longer serves you and you need to step out of that. Um, um, for instance, I'm trying to think of an example. An example, just a general example. A lot of people deal with this specific thing with religion. Sometimes they grow up in a religion and they get to a point in their life where they realize that it's, it's no longer serving them or they're growing into something different whatever it might be and that's okay that's okay but the other but people that are still within that religion um you know that you have relationships with centered around that religion or just that's a commonality that or was a commonality with you and someone else um when you make this shift and you decide this is no longer for me i'm you know need to go this route um, in my, my religious, uh, world, 
those people that you had that commonality with are wondering why and they're they're going through all of these things why are you falling away you know they're they're serving this situation and it can be somewhat it can feel an illusion of hurt to that person it can feel hurtful to that person not that you're hurting them but they're just wondering what's happening and now you no longer have this commonality between you two um let them just allow them to get through that and understand it the way that they need to without feeling like you have to um change your path to make them feel better about it so just being in that compassion and having the respect for each other the more respect you have for them the more that that person will continue to um, eventually or at that time have respect for you and your decision um and just allow that just allow that that time and when things come up just meet people where they are so when that that person that we're talking about um say something happens and they express something to you and it might go semi against what you're feeling um just you don't need to necessarily compromise but just respect them and know that they are in a different place at a different time in their journey um your journey versus theirs no no it's not a a, a climbed thing it's not a ladder you you know no one's above each other it's just we're all we all have different journeys so allow the journey to happen love each other respect each other have compassion for where you are and where everyone else is at meet people where they're at love them there and allow yourself to be in the spot that you are in um and as the more that we do that the more that we allow ourselves to be who we are and the more that we love each other for who we truly are uh, it becomes a lot less about um where we're a lot like where we're different and more where we're aligned um because we are we allow ourselves to respect each other um and we just stay in the spot where we we see eye to eye but we also respect each other for where we don't um so meet people where they are at and the more that you do uh the more that you continue to cultivate that the reverse of that expectation and that cycle of inadequacy and it allows you not only you but the people around you to be authentic to be themselves um and to not have to fit within a mold or a normality it's just being who you are and the more that you are you the more that you show the people around you it's okay to be who they are despite what anyone else wants them to be So why do we put so much pressure on ourselves? Why do we feel that we have to appease other people um and what their expectations are? Um we may mistake that as an expression of our love. Um and in fact, it could be that for some people. Um some people are are in a place where they feel that if you uh don't do certain things, um that you might be be saying that with by not doing them you might be saying that um you you don't love them and though that's an illusion that is a lie it's not a real a, you know a real thing um 
it can be there. And when it's there, it, it makes things really difficult. Um, it's another way that we just keep ourselves within that uh, living an inauthentic life uh, because we're fulfilling that expectation because we don't want people to feel like they're not loved or they're not um, cherished or, or whatever whatever it might be. Um, so we put that pressure on ourselves. We put that pressure on us to be everything for everyone. And when we're trying to be everything for everyone, we leave no more left for ourselves, for who we are, for our truth. Um, and when we, we don't have anything left for that, we can't in no way live an authentic life um, and live in that authenticity that we desire to live in. Um, so it's okay to just be you, even if it brings some conflict here and there. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Remember that other people in your life are in a different place. Um, they're on their own journey and going through their own things. Um, but kind of trying to, to detach from that codependency of, um, if I do a, it equals that I love you. If I do a plus B, it equals that I love you and I care about you. If I do, um, this in my life, it means that you, um, that you, that you're cherished and you're loved. Yes, you, you do. There is a language for that. There is a love language for that, but it should not never be at the sacrifice of your soul or yourself or your authenticity. Authentic love is far greater and far more true than a love that is based out of fulfilling an expectation. So the less that we're fulfilling expectations and the more that we are living authentically and giving our authentic life and our authentic love to those that we truly love and care about and cherish, it's such a deeper rooted and tied love. Um, it's abundant. It is a, it, it is an abundant love. It is an unconditional love um, where expectational expectational love is a, um, is a conditional love. It's, it's based on condition. So the, let's stop basing love on condition. Con, it, love is love. Be abundant love. And when we are that, um, authenticity allows us to embrace that and to, to have infinite love for ourselves, for the people that we love and care about that are closest to us, and for the world at large. When we... When we act out of love and we're in, pre in that presence and we are aware of self and of who we truly are, we're enlightened to, to see the light in others and to allow our own light to shine on the world around us um, authentically. And that, that authenticity is just a beautiful thing um, that is so needed in the world right now because there's so many people out there trying to be somebody that they're not. Um, they're, they're editing, they're curating, they're, uh, you're, you're seeing highlight reels of people's lives on social media. Um, 
we're more and more seeing less and less authenticity. Uh, so being yourself and just allowing people to see who you are for who you are because you love and embrace that being, um, they're going to love and embrace it too. Thank you all for joining me today. Um, this I come from a place today of, of authenticity. I'm just speaking from the heart and I... I truly desire to bring out the the freedom and the the wildfire within you, um, within the listeners. Um, I I see you, and I I just want to see that fire, and I feel it. I I can see it within uh, within the people around me, and you listening, you have it within you, um, and it's time to let it shine. It's time to let it glow, burn brightly, wildly, and free. Um, Be authentic. Be true to you because this world needs you. There is no other you here. And the more that you are you, the more that you are leaving the imprint on this world that you are here to leave. Um, And that's just such a beautiful thing to see. And I am just so excited for that and I just I I hope that you're feeling that love and that warmth um through this this show today um so I end each of my shows with a little poem or a little verse uh that I've written as an expression of this uh this is one of my soulful languages is writing um in the form of poetry songs lyrics whatever um it might be uh writing is a big a big language for my soul and um, this is this is the one for today I stand here before you authentic true and free for the light within me sees the light within you the one burning bright everlasting and true the one you keep forcing to dim to an ember the one that is begging you to remember before life got in the way and tried to tell you who you are before the moments you stopped believing in wishing on a star. There's a fire inside, one that, that's deep and pertaining, one that will ignite if you nurture what's remaining. Thank you for joining, and I will uh, see you or hear you tomorrow on our podcast tomorrow. Um, again, thank you for listening, and... Please feel the light that I'm sending your way as you listen to this um, and the love that is coming through these words um, to empower you to live in your authenticity and your core truth. Uh, Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you all tomorrow.